Lady Samus is under fire. She sent an emergency directive. Join the fight. Calling all Metroid fans. If you've been dying for a Metroid podcast to listen to on the road to Metroid Prime 4, you're in luck. Introducing the Omega Metroid Podcast, the only weekly Metroid show on the internet. Join Andy Spiteri of the Champions Cast and esports personality Dakota the Rapture Lasky as they explore the world of Metroid and talk Samus, Space Pirates, and Nintendo every Tuesday. Finally, a show for Metroid fans by Metroid fans. Subscribe on Podbean and iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Omega Metroid Pod. See you next mission. Welcome to the Champions Cast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. My name is Andy Spateri, joined by the one and only, the Oracle of the Champions Cast, Allison Aletha. Al, what's up? How are you? The Oracle. My gosh. Um, I'm good. I'm having a pretty chill weekend. How are you doing? Uh, I'm not doing too bad. Doing uh, pretty pretty decent. And uh, of course, today is the official, official anniversary of The Legend of Zelda. So we are recording on the 35th anniversary today. Wow. 35 35 years. 35 years. That's just crazy. But it's so awesome. And I'm so glad that, like, I'm a part of something that's been going on for 35 years strong, too. Like, it's just keeping up. And I think that's awesome. Yeah, no doubt. Um, You know, what a... It's strange to think that a video game series could could shape uh, our lives so much, and yet here we are, you know, people that without this series would have otherwise never met and uh, record this podcast. So yeah, shout out to The Legend of Zelda for making it 35 years. I don't even know if I'll make it 35 years, but I think that <laughs> Zelda is going to be everlasting. I really do. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm certain it'll go on for a long time. Hopefully the day that it ends never comes never comes yes uh well the day that we cover the oracle of seasons and uh definitively rank its dungeon is going to come but it's gonna come next week uh we we called the audible we decided that uh we needed to delay it by one week because we wanted to give it justice and um this week we we are obviously going to cover and react to the big announcements, and the biggest announcement was the Nintendo Direct in and of itself, Allison. The first Nintendo Direct in over 500 days. Wow, that's crazy. I didn't know that. I mean, yep. it doesn't feel that long, but holy cow. Wow. It was a long, long, long time. Um, and here's a fun fact for you that actually I just, like, literally just put together as I said that. The last Nintendo Direct was uh was ended with Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition being shown and this Nintendo Direct was kicked off with Xenoblade Chronicles characters and scenarios and uh of course the introduction of Pirate into Smash so a little bit of nice book ending there Yeah that is kind of cool I didn't know that either Um I'm, but I'm sure that's a coincidence but uh it's, yeah. it's a little neat factoid It is kind of neat yeah I have to say though when they announced it I was I like I wasn't it, it kind of got to the point after last year where I was just like maybe the new normal for Nintendo is to have those mini directs from now on. But no, they brought back the full-blown direct. It was a whopping 50 minutes. And yes. I will actually like and I there are sometimes where I'm like watching a direct and I'm like I really don't care about what's being shown, but I love the whole thing. Probably just because I was so jazzed to see a direct again. Yeah, I think that's it right there. I was just so excited to to just like have that excitement again and the Nintendo Direct and like anything could happen. Um I'm, we'll get we'll get into this a little bit more later too, but like with Zelda's 35th, I was like, 
all right, like there's a real good chance that we're going to see a lot of really cool stuff here announced for Legend of Zelda. And even uh, for Metroid, which is also celebrating its 35th anniversary later in this year, I was like, okay, well, maybe we'll see some cool Metroid stuff. So here we go. Um, nice. So and not, and not necessarily, I don't know that we uh, we got the the caliber of announcements, or not the caliber, but the level of announcements that maybe we kind of hyped ourselves up to, but it certainly wasn't a disappointing direct by any means, and I was... Right. Like, very excited. It felt good to be able to, like, work a Nintendo Direct again and, like, call the call the news and, and call the action, as it were. Uh, so, yeah, it was, it was really, really nice to have that back. I have to say this, too. It kind of sucked that I didn't get to work it with you guys, so I was kind of bummed about that because I was at work, so I had to watch it later. But I think Nintendo knew how amped they wanted this Direct to be because uh, yes. I was so hyped not just by the games, but the music. I feel like they outdid themselves with the music of presenting all these games. It was just so over the top, and it was like great track after great track, and I was like, whoa, I'm just so hyped right now, and it was great, and half the games I don't even care about, but I didn't. it didn't <laughs> matter to me because I was so like jazzed. It was really cool. They, they outdid themselves with the music. Yeah, man, you, you hit it right on the head. Uh, the whole thing, I think, was just like, Everybody was so happy that it was back, and like uh, they did a they did a great job. Um, yeah, it was it was a great time. Uh, of course, they announced it kind of out of nowhere and messed up our mm-hmm. plans for the Champions Cast. But <laughs> oh, if that's well. what it takes, I'll 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 eat that bullet. Um, we do, <laughs> Al. We've got a lot to get into here, so why don't we just start with the big daddy here, the big announcement, at least for me and probably for you from the show. Yeah. Skyward Sword HD, baby. Yes. How did we know yes. it was coming? Yes. <sighs> oh my Boy. god. When when that sky in the loft wing was on the screen, I just lost my mind and went banana. Yeah, and this is this is one of the things I mentioned. It kind of sucked that I wasn't like in the call with you guys. I had to be at work, so it was kind of lame because I didn't get to experience that part of it. But I was paying attention to the chat that you guys were in, and as soon as I saw anything remotely hinting towards anything Zelda, I hopped on. I was like, "I'm going on break. Nobody bother me. <laughs> I'm going to put my headphones in and I'm going to watch this." And so I did, and I was so I got the initial first reaction with Skyward Sword. HD that way and it was fantastic and I was freaking out my co-workers are just like uh, whatever this is normal <laughs> oh I I am so so happy Al I've been like like specifically avoiding playing Skyward Sword not not because I don't want to play it I do but because I just just like I I feel it in my bones that they're gonna do the HD remake in 2021 like I I feel like that's a thing like the 10 year anniversary is in 2021 uh, mm-hmm. That I feel like it's coming, so I was like, I'm gonna hold off, and when it comes out, then then you and I we can do all the Skyward Sword stuff, the dungeons, the definitive rank, like all that stuff. And when they showed that Loftwing, I was just like, yes, 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 yes. I was so so happy because I feel like Skyward Sword is one of the most misunderstood Zelda games, and I feel like a lot of people passed on playing it, which is really too bad because. You know, at least according to you and I, uh, that's one of the best Zelda games. Yes, it definitely is. And I'm excited, too, because this is kind of like, it's not as far as this, but the comparison for me is like Link's Awakening remake was kind of an avenue for people to get into that game like me, who never played the original. Well, this is another way, this is another avenue for people to get into Skyward Sword without, you know, hooking up a Wii or getting it on the virtual console for the Wii U or whatever, playing with the nunchuck and the Wii remote. You know, this is, this is a good way to get some new people into this game and old people who skipped it. So I'm super excited about that. Uh, I am so, so stoked that this game is going to be a thing. Uh, a lot of people out there were just like, oh, this doesn't look that good. But I've seen some side-by-side screenshots, and it does look considerably better. Um, you know what? I feel like the the thing about the HD graphics, though, for me is, like, I'm not, like, a, a techie kind of guy. Like, I don't really even notice that stuff, you know? Like, uh, like I can play the 10-year-old Wii version. I'm like, oh, this game looks great. It has a great art style. Um but I, I think that it does look a lot cleaner and a lot smoother so far. Yes, for sure. I've seen some people like having comparison photos and 
being like, ah, it doesn't look that different, blah, blah, blah. But the thing is that Skyward Sword came out right before, like, the HD was taking over all these games for us. Like, seriously, right before. So it didn't need to be enhanced visually like a total rehaul like Wind Waker did, you know, when it came out in early 2000s and now in 2013 it was enhanced so it didn't need like a huge amount of work it just needed to be like smoothed out a little bit it was super grainy so it just needed to be smoothed out a little bit crisper move a little bit more smoother when you're playing and it looks like it does that and i'm super excited about that yes and you know what you know what is the word that constantly kind of circled through my head in regards to Skyward Sword HD. Redemption. I feel like this is going to be the redemption of Skyward Sword because, Allison, we have the, the biggest critique of Skyward Sword has been addressed. Now, I want you to, to just kind of play along with the game that I have here for a sec, Allison. Okay. <laughs> Can you tell me if you remember anybody saying that motion controls would be optional. Did somebody say that? Oh my gosh, you guys. Andy Spateri has been patting himself on the back since freaking <laughs> Wednesday about this. <laughs> now, hold on, hold on. Now, <laughs> did somebody also not say that the other joystick would be mapped to the sword so that you could do all of your funky skyward strikes and other slashing motions? Did, do we know somebody that said that? Um, I guess, I'm guessing I know who. <laughs> wow. I mean, wow. And and you know what? Even, I've been saying that for a year, but we, we reiterated it two weeks ago when we were talking right. about a potential Skyward Sword HD port. This is ginormous. I feel like this is so huge. This is literally a game changer for this game. And I feel like, you know, I, I tweeted about this and I had at least probably two dozen people in my Twitter mentions that were just like, you know what? I never played Skyward Sword because of the motion controls, but I'm excited to give this one another shot. I feel like the redemption of Skyward Sword is at hand. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I have, I've noticed um, a lot of people saying that as well, but I have seen a couple of people and it was weird. It was like a weird reaction. I was like, oh my gosh, you don't like the motion controls. So look, you can totally play this game now because they have it on the pro controller or I guess whatever controller you're using where you just use the motion of the um of the right stick and I'm like you could totally play this now because that was your biggest gripe and they're like eh and I was like okay well your gripe wasn't really motion controls you just didn't like the game (laughs) you know what I mean um I like I've been saying for a while too that like the Joy-Con was perfect for what Nintendo wanted originally for the motion controls in Skyward Sword, so I'm I'm glad that that came about. I'm glad that they saw that too, and yeah, I'm super excited that they have the option for having a regular controller. Um, still do pretty much the same thing that you would do with the motion controls. Yes, yeah, and it's it's fantastic that you have the options to choose. Like you can do it the classic way. You can have it. Uh, Daw, or like you can have it in handheld mode and play it the new way. I think that the like the amount of options that you have to play this game now, I, I think are really going to alleviate a lot of the concerns and a lot of the pressure on Skyward Sword. I know that a ton of people have previously said, like, I don't think that you can make that change to Skyward Sword because then you're just like completely overdoing the game. Um, you and I both didn't think that it was impossible, and I'm really glad that Nintendo decided to just go in and do that and address that that issue, I guess. It, if you can even call it an issue. Uh, you know, I, I never experienced an issue with, uh, with the controls of Skyward Sword, but I do know that people had. So I'm, I'm glad that they went and they've at least taken away that excuse. Like, if you don't like Skyward Sword because it's a, it's a quote, linear game, like, that's totally fine. Um, but I'm at least excited now to hear people not be able to use like, oh, the, the crappy motion controls are why I don't like Skyward Sword or why I didn't give it a chance. Uh, so I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to that. I feel like Skyward Sword on the Wii was just like, it was kind of put in a bad position from the get-go. It was, yeah. it came out with that really awful E3 uh, teaser. It was released in like the dying deadest days of the Wii. Uh, it, it didn't really have a lot of chances to succeed. And now... 
it feels like it really does have a, a good shot at redemption. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I think we, we have to thank the Switch Lite for the controls, actually, because I, I, I know, like, I had this general sense that Nintendo, um, Asianuma, Nintendo overall was just like, why would we change the motion controls? It's the precise premise of this game it's like why this game was made was the motion controls but now they have the switch Lite where you could play any switch game right so they're like ah you don't have the joy con on the switch Lite. so how do we how do we let's talk about it how do we get the these controls to be on the regular handheld and so i i'm like i i don't want a switch Lite, but thank you switch Lite, for giving people that opportunity to yeah. have like that that's the reason i'm pretty like 90 percent positive that's the reason they made that uh optional uh, well, thank God for the Switch Lite. And you know what? Anuma did an interview, I want to say, like, a year ago, where he basically reiterated that. Like, I think that remaking Skyward Sword without the uh, the motion controls would be... I don't know his exact wording, but he said that it would be, like, unfeasible, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he was playing the long con, I think. So good yeah, on him. Yeah, you know what? You're probably right. He's just because he kept saying too, like that's not something we're thinking about in the near future. In interviews, was Skyward Sword HD? People kept asking. He's like, nah. And so you're right. He probably was just conning us this whole time. <laughs> uh, which is which is good because he did the exact same thing with Majora's Mask 3D for years yeah. until they actually went ahead and uh, released it. Yeah. So what a what a sly guy. Um. The other bit of, of cool news that we got too, Allison, speaking of, uh, I guess actually we weren't speaking of Joy-Cons, but we are now, uh, <laughs> is the, the Skyward Sword uh, Joy-Cons, which are like modeled after the uh, the Master Sword and the, uh, the Hylian Shield, which look very, very cool. Yes, I'm super excited about those, but as soon as I saw them out and I heard they will be releasing at launch, I was like, ooh, I am nervous because I worry that I won't get any. Yeah, it's it's already started. The scalpers already have them, unfortunately. Ugh, gosh, this just annoys me so much. Like, I do need new Joy-Con, and I would like to get my hands on those, but I'm trying to, like, set myself up so that I won't be disappointed. Because I, I was one of those people that got my hands on the new uh, 3DS, the Majora's Mask Special Edition one, and then they right. took it away from me and said, no, we don't actually have that much inventory. So I'm a little scarred from that experience, and I'm like, ah, I really want it, but, like, I'm going to tell myself that, I probably don't need it, and if I don't get it, I won't be disappointed. Yeah, I like. I've never really been one for for like variants on consoles or accessories, so I I'm not like really I, like I'm not I'm probably not going to get the Joy Cons because I have Joy Cons and they for the most part they work. Uh, although when they're detached, there is a little bit of button input lag, which is annoying. But I, I don't think that I'm going to go ahead and get the. Uh, the, the new design Joy-Cons, but I do love when Nintendo just does stuff like that and they, like, they release, like, extra, you know, stuff to uh, to go along with the game. It makes that game feel more important to me and the release feel more important. So yeah. I, I really do love that they uh, that they release that. Um, and you know what, actually, let's let's circle back to uh, Anuma for a second here because one thing, too, that he, he really put over that stuck out to me in his um, address, I guess, if you will, he said, like, you know, this is a more traditional Zelda game, but it does feature a lot of the innovations that would later go on to be in Breath of the Wild. And he pointed out the sailcloth and the stamina and stuff like that. And I I was just like, yeah, okay, I, I guess you're right. I do feel like Skyward Sword is a very, very different game than Breath of the Wild. But I, I do love that he was trying to appeal to that fan base and say like, hey, if you like Breath of the Wild, also give this a shot. So yeah, interesting that he would say that. Because yeah. I can see that that maybe setting some people up to be like, oh, this is nothing like Breath of the Wild at all. I wonder if people kind of felt that way with the Link's Awakening remake where they were like, yes, a new Zelda game. The You know, the more uh, recent fans that joined that Breath of the Wild. You know, yes, a new Zelda game. And then it was more of a, you know, typical Zelda game. And I wonder if they got some kind of negative feedback from that. So maybe they were addressing it just to, you know, give p- the newer people some insight and say, like, look, this is the more conventional Zelda game. It does have some of the new stuff we used in Breath of the Wild, but, you know, this is how it is, and we hope you enjoy it. Right. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I, I think going from Breath of the Wild to Link's Awakening would have been a really big shock 
Um, I don't think that going from Breath of the Wild to Skyward Sword would be as big of a shock because Skyward Sword is such a longer game and like does feature like really complex dungeons um, and advanced items and like Link's Awakening. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think you could say the same for the most part, really. Yeah, I get you. I get you. I get you. And speaking speaking of them knowing their audience and uh, and addressing things like like knowing exactly how their audience is going to react to seeing Eiji Onuma on screen. He, like, out of the bat was like, I got nothing for you on Breath of the Wild 2. Sorry. Yes. But <laughs> but he yeah. mentioned it, which I think is super smart. He did that with Age of Calamity 2 when we saw the first trailer for Age of Calamity. He's like, look, we don't got news in Breath of the Wild 2 yet. It's being worked on. So I think that's really smart of them versus what they've done in the past where they've kept silent for, like, for, forever. Um, like with Metroid Prime 4. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it would be nice for, you know, Metroid fans that they mentioned it and said, hey, like, <laughs> I don't have any news for you. Even no news, um, but still, like, giving it some light is still good, in my opinion. Yeah. Just just dying a slow death over here on the Omega Metroid podcast, Phil Bomb, Podbean, and <laughs> iTunes. Uh, yeah, I, I do love that he uh, acknowledged, like, Breath of the Wild 2. And he did say. Uh, that we're going to get some information later in the year on it. So I would have to believe, Allison, that we're going to have a direct around the time that E3 would take place. I don't know if it will be like, quote, at E3, because I don't know if E3 is going to be a thing. But I I feel like like a June um, direct, I guess, or part of a presentation of E3 is, is probably fairly likely. And I think that that is when you see Breath of the Wild 2. If I'm going to put my prediction hat on. Mm, I think I can see that. But I think considering how little information we actually got about Skyward Sword HD uh, the other day. And what little, very, very little information we got about Age of Calamity, which we'll talk about more later. I think that those two are going to be the highlights before any, until July. Until Skyward Sword HD comes out. I don't think Breath of the Wild is going to be really talked about until post skyward sword hd release i've i've got a prediction actually that we'll get into later but i do want to uh before we move on from skyward sword hd i do want to go on a little bit of a tangent here allison if you'll bear with me okay and then i would love to hear your two cents at the end okay so i i have seen on twitter on facebook uh tons of tons of fans being like 60 bucks for this port this is ridiculous nintendo was so toxic and I'm I'm listening to this and I'm watching this and I'm like, okay, first of all, if you don't like the price, then don't buy it. It's pretty simple. Second of all, don't tell me what a game is worth and not worth because you have no idea. You have no idea. You have no idea what goes into the development. You have no idea what goes into the, the market. No idea. I don't have any idea of what a game is worth, right? Like that's just how it is. Third of all, third of all, you you have this game, Skyward Sword HD, that has completely taken away the most vocal criticism that people had about this game. The motion controls. They have completely rebuilt the game to use new, better, improved motion controls. You also have the option... To use button-only controls if you want. That is no small undertaking, okay? That's the entire game, entire items. And, like, that is such a big deal. That alone is is worth the price of admission. You look at Twilight Princess HD, they did nothing. They did nothing to that game. Uh, even, even Wind Waker, comparatively speaking, did not have as much done as the work involved in completely redoing the controls in Skyward Sword HD. So don't give me that... It's not worth the amount of, of money that they're asking. All they did was up the, update the graphics. No! They completely redid the entire control scheme on a game based around motion controls. If you don't like it, don't buy it. And not only that, but they showed us literally like one little trailer. There's probably more stuff that they're going to show and I'd be really surprised if there were not more quality of life improvements, but by God, the the control options alone, I mean, that's that's worth the price of admission right there, is it not, Al? <laughs> um, so, 
I I do think it's worth the price tag. I as far as what goes into a game, I also don't know. I think as far as what's gone into the HD remakes, I think Wind Waker out of all three probably had the most work. Um, I feel at least Skyward Sword will be more work than that what was put into Twilight Princess HD because of the controls for sure. Um, but whenever this debate comes up, it's just the way I think about it is from a business standpoint and I am in no way have studied or done anything about business. This just seems like common sense to me. Nintendo is a business and they need to make money in order to keep making doing what they're doing. And they're a genius in the fact that they take these games that people love and have a new fan base also with the last game they came out, uh, the last Zelda game that came out. I just, it's just such a genius move to port something to the newer console that more people have, give them an opportunity to play it on here, give people an opportunity to play a game that they probably don't want to hook up their Wii for anymore, and make it the same price. It's still a whole full-fledged game. It's just, yeah. it's just smart business to me. Like, I, if you don't want to buy it, if you don't want to spend $60 on it again, then don't. Who cares? It's just, it just is common sense business to me. This this is what I love, Allison. This is what I love. I saw a screenshot, and someone is just like, Skyward Sword is 20 bucks on the Wii U and 60 bucks on the Switch. Okay, you go and you hook up your Wii U, and then go and get your Wiimote Plus, and get some AA batteries and put it in there, because it's probably dead, because nobody plays that anymore. And then go and find your Wiimote sensor bar and hook that up to your TV. <laughs> and then go, you know what, like, if you want to do all of that, Godspeed. I'm going to pay 80 bucks Canadian, and I'm going to play Skyward Sword up in my pajamas, eating a bag of Dorito chips on my couch, without all the gimmicks, and I'm going to love it. Okay. <laughs> God, fair, like, yeah, oh, they enough. they did the Spyro trilogy for less money. Great, go play Spyro. They did do the Spyro trilogy for less money, but the Spyro trilogy is not, you know, Zelda. So yes, and it's also not Nintendo. I just think Nintendo's being the smartest they can be business wise, and that's all I have to say about it. Like, it it's worth the money. I'm going, I'm going to buy it, and I know a crap ton of other people are going to buy it. So I. It's just such a silly debate, in my opinion. Oh, th this is like when people were bitching about Pokemon Sword and Shield not using, uh, what was All it, the like Pokemon? new Pokemon renders or something? I don't know. Oh, yeah, not having a full Pokedex or whatever. Oh, get out of town. Get, like, get out of here. Get out of here with that nonsense. All right, let's move on, Austin. <laughs> let's keep going. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, more Breath of the Wild 2 news later this year. Uh, we should touch on Age of Calamity here really quickly. Uh, to nobody's surprise, they did announce that Age of Calamity is going to be getting uh, some DLC. And this is going to be coming in two waves, which seems to be kind of the, the modus operandi here for Nintendo. Um, they didn't really detail anything in particular, though, about the, the DLC, other than the fact that, you know, it's coming. Um, it looks to be pretty much a lock, though, that Robbie and Pura are going to be playable characters. They've been yeah. added to, like, the splash screen. Uh, not, not like, super exciting, I don't think, but, I don't know, not the worst either. Yeah, this is why, um, th how they announced this is why I don't think we're going to get Breath of the Wild 2 news until after July. It, we have so many months between June and also July for the Skyward Sword HD release to talk about the first wave of Age of Calamity uh, expansion back and Skyward Sword HD. So I feel like that's going to be the focus, if not more, you know, 35th anniversary related things that we might possibly get and we'll talk about here in a bit. Um, so I know that we'll get some footage later on talking about at least the first wave, wave of Age of Calamity DLC. It, they made, it didn't seem so exciting the way they announced it, but I'm still pretty stoked. Like, I'm excited about the idea of new characters, uh, Robbie and Pura, possibly. Um, what else did they have? Like, more more stages, more weapons, that kind of stuff. So, yeah. And I'm hoping for more story, too, but I think that'll be more of a second wave thing. Uh, yeah, that's a... Actually, they, they, like, specifically say that. I'm just looking at the, the announcement right now. So wave one is going to be an expanded roster, which probably means Robbie and Pura. 
Uh, we're going to get more weapon types, so I have to imagine that that's probably just going to be for Link and maybe Zelda. Uh -huh. um, new challenges at the Royal Ancient Lab, and newly added challenging enemies. So I have to imagine that uh, gold enemies are going to be a thing, because I think the, the toughest enemies in the game right now are like the silver uh, versions of, of like the Lynels and Hinoxes and stuff like that. So I, I bet you that we see gold. You know, we were actually talking about this on the stream earlier. Mossy's is streaming 35 hours. And by the time you guys listen to this, it'll be over. But you could totally go back and watch the VOD. And um, we were talking about how Age of Calamity does not have that many enemies. Like, I can only fight a Hinox so many times before I get bored. Yeah. So I'm wondering if, like, not just, like, new skins to the enemies, but maybe, like, new enemies, like, brand new enemies or maybe like old enemies from past Zelda games brought into this game which I would be excited for because like they're right it, there's only so much you can do with um, fighting a Lionel you know so many yeah. times there's not a huge variety so I'm kind of hoping that they'll bring in new stuff not just new skins uh, I don't have my I'm not holding my breath for that to be honest because I mean mm -hmm. they, they basically brought over every enemy from breath of the wild the, the problem is is that there's not that many enemies in breath of right. the wild uh so yeah i i don't know i i don't have my my breath held unfortunately um wave two which is available in november though does add some new character vignettes so probably just some more cutscenes here or there uh some new stages maybe mount Lanayru, who knows uh and an expanded roster again so you know what a couple months ago, we did the uh, the DLC episode, and um, we talked about how somebody datamined Age of Calamity, and it looks like Aster and Suga are going to be playable characters as well. So I really hope that those aren't, like, the last two characters that you get to play as, because I, I think that that would kind of be disappointing. I mean, I could totally see it happening. Um, especially if they kind of have a little bit of a story in that second wave, I would imagine it just seems so obvious that it would be Aster's story. Yeah. They did that in Hyrule Warriors with Ganondorf and Sia and all that kind of stuff. They had the villain story and it was just so, it was just so alarmingly blank for Aster in Age of Calamity that I just know they have to have, they have to be at, they kept it for a reason and they're adding it later. And hopefully it's a cool story, because I really do want to know more about him. So it would make sense if that's going to be the highlight of Wave 2. You know what? The, the key word there, I think, is vignettes, actually. Because that, to me, reminds me more so of what the Champions Ballad did with, like, the short little, like, character focus moments where you'd see a little bit of Revali or you see a little bit of Rebosa or whatever, right? Like, mm -hmm. that, that makes me think that maybe we're just going to get kind of more of the same of that rather than, like, a full-fledged, like, you know, story chapter. I I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, we'll see. We will see. And I think, Allison, you kind of nailed it on the head earlier. I don't think we're going to have to wait long to find out. Because if you noticed during the Nintendo Direct, Nintendo specifically avoided uh, mentioning the 35th anniversary of The Legend of Zelda. It's like the whole time. E.G. Yeah. Anuma didn't say it. Uh, the I can't remember what his name is that hosts it, but he didn't say it. Um, nobody nobody acknowledged the 35th anniversary of The Legend of Zelda, and which was funny because they still acknowledged the 35th anniversary of Super Mario. So Oh, yeah, they did. I, I am, I'm going to put it out there. I am a betting man today. I think that we're going to have a specific Zelda Direct sometime within the next couple of months here. I really do. And I think that we're going to have more information about Skyward Sword HD, specifically what new features are coming to it. They're going to highlight what exactly the first wave of DLC coming to Age of Calamity is. Uh, there will probably be some, like, Legend of Zelda Animal Crossing updates. Maybe there's some other kind of cool stuff in there. And maybe, maybe, maybe we will get a sneak peek at Breath of the Wild 2, even if it's just a trailer or something like that. But I, I'm going to put it out there. I think that this is going to happen within the next couple of months. What say you to that bold claim, Al? Oh no, I am 100% on board with that. I had people coming at me after the uh after the direct saying like, "No, they didn't say anything about the 35th anniversary." And I'm like, "I think that's deliberate. I think that you know, th this is Nintendo's first direct in 500 some odd days. They're not going to focus on the 35th anniversary of Zelda. They're going to take special time for that." 
And so, again, from a business standpoint, they wanted to get all the news out there that they could about what's coming to the Switch before, uh, I guess, July or before August of this year. Right. So, but for that end of the year there. So, to me, this was a good business move for the direct, and we're totally going to get something for, I'm going to bet on it too, for 35th anniversary of Zelda. I'm thinking if I if I'm remembering right, the limited time window for 35th Mario is March, right? Yes, that's what they were saying. So maybe they're just waiting until after March. Oh, you you took the words out of my mouth. I think that because there's like there's a bunch of stuff that's um, leaving that day, like the uh, the three pack Mario All Star game is leaving off the eShop on the at the end of March. The the Battle Royale Super Mario game is leaving at the end of March. Um, I think that there's something else that's leaving at the end of March too. But like a lot of stuff is leaving at the end of March. So like what goes out, I feel like something has to come in. And it would yeah. make real good sense if they did, um, you know, if they did an announcement that focused on Zelda. A lot of rumors still out there too that even though it wasn't shown, we're going to get Wind Waker and we're going to get Twilight Princess on the switch so i could definitely see that announcement coming with like more details on skyward sword maybe announcement of a two-pack twilight princess wind waker for switch uh maybe you know the the animal crossing stuff maybe age of calamity and maybe something else maybe something entirely different maybe instead of like a super mario battle royale they have like a little legend of zelda dungeon maker thing and it's free but like i could see something right like i could see something being released in that time and I think that it's going to happen. Yeah, same. 100%. I um, I can just see people complaining about the price tag of Wind Waker HD and Twilight Princess HD already, now that we brought that topic up. And I did think it was kind of funny that people were arguing that the fact that Skyward Sword HD was announced and not Twilight Princess HD ported to the Switch. I was just like, what? what? Why? <laughs> you know, so I, it's just... I think it's coming and it's going to be um it's going to be exciting and I'm super happy for it. It's just one of those things where I know a lot of people were disappointed not to see a lot of Zelda news right before the anniversary of Zelda in that yeah. direct, but you know, just keep your hopes up. It sounds like we're just based off that direct alone sounds like we're in a full year uh full of news for Zelda. Yeah, I agree. I think that there's more good stuff on the horizon. You know what, Allison? I'm going to, I don't know if this is going to contradict me at all, or, but uh, I'm going to just put it out there anyways. I I actually wouldn't love to see Wind Waker HD and Twilight Princess HD. I, I would feel a little bit ripped off if both of those were like 80 bucks new each. If they were a combo pack, totally awesome. That's a great oh, yeah. deal. I can agree but with that. Just, just because like we just bought them on the Wii U, you know, I, I would feel a little bit just like, okay, Nintendo, that's pushing it. I can I can understand that. It would make more sense for them to do like a duo pack kind of deal. And you know, and I would buy it cuz I am kind of excited oh, yeah. to I'm kind of excited to move on from the Wii U. I wasn't at when the Switch came out cuz I was like, "Man, I finally built this machine to be my Zelda system." But I would be totally down to have the Switch as my Zelda system now. Yeah. I never want to hook up my Wii U again. So, <laughs> get those games off the Wii U. <laughs> Get Minish Cap on something else other than Wii U, and we can just put that system into the dumpster where it belongs. Because oh man, I'm I'm sorry. A lot of people defend the Wii U. The Wii U had some great games, but as an actual console, that that was just an atrocious console. The um, sooner I can like go to go out to the roof of my house, take that Fisher Price Wiimote pad thing that they have for the Wii U, and hurl it like a frisbee off the top. And watch how far it goes, the better. Yeah, and you know, I'm kind of wondering. Maybe they will bring um, Minish Cap to the Switch. I don't know if it's going to get a remake. I don't know if it's due for one anytime soon. But it, Capcom made that game, right? Yeah, even if it's just on like Nintendo Online. That's like, what just, I'm saying. Give us that. The Direct announced a bunch of classic Capcom games going online. So maybe they're in the works. You don't know. You never know. Uh, well, we'll see. We will see. But yeah, that was all the Zelda news from the Nintendo Direct, Allison. But let's uh, let's just chat about some of our other favorite moments from 
the direct in general because there is a lot of really cool stuff aside from the legend of zelda here so uh let's just kind of let's run down the list i'll i'll say some you say some and, and we can chat about them but uh let's start off with the i guess the the top of the direct there with the new announcement for the newest smash bros fighter dlc we got pyra and mithra coming to smash allison i feel like uh, are you excited about this one? <laughs> uh, no, I don't. I've never played Xenoblade Chronicles or Xenoblade Chronicles Two. I've never played them. Um, I thought the uh the like trailer for uh Pyra and Mithra was pretty cute, if not really corny. But I was kind of watching it, um, and I was like, oh, more Xenoblade content, cool for the people that like Xenoblade. And then <laughs> she's like, I got invited to Smash. I was like, oh my god, are you serious? This is so silly. But I kind of loved it. Uh, so I was so sure that whatever kicked off the direct would be like the smash reveal that as soon yeah. as I saw like the Xenoblade Chronicles 2, I was like, okay, Pyra's getting in. Uh, oh, and, wow. and she did. So that's, that's cool. Uh, yeah. You know what? I, I love Xenoblade. Uh, I think that it's a great series. Uh, I'm really, I, I'm happy that it's experiencing kind of like a renaissance on the switch. Cause I, I think that it was really good on the Wii. I think that Xenoblade Chronicles X is like, the last great game that is abandoned on the Wii U. So if we can get that off the Wii U, then we can really just put our Wii U's away forever. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I like them. I, I think that their moveset looks kind of cool. And it is neat yeah. to see a character bring back that like classic uh, Zelda Sheik dynamic, right? Where you can just like switch in between the two. Yeah, um, I, I don't think it's like the most terribly exciting announcement they could have made, but I, right. I think that it will be, you know, solid. Um, I did like that Switch thing too because that's how I was introduced to Smash Bros was uh, with the Zelda that could switch between Zelda and Sheik. So I did like that part. And yeah, it wasn't like the biggest deal. But you know what? They amped it up with the music. I have written down that the music was pretty great and it got me excited for something I don't care about. <laughs> and I think it's I think it's good. It's a good character and it's kind of funny how they keep we all have these predictions of characters that they'll bring in, and then they keep bringing in stuff that I never would have thought of. So it's fun. There you go. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for that one. And you know what was actually conspicuous by its absence is that uh, they didn't announce like any uh, Sakurai like moveset demo that they usually would, you know? Oh, yeah. I was a little worried when they said they were going to announce something for Smash that they would spend a huge amount of the direct on Smash. Just just a tiny bit worried, but I'm glad they didn't. <laughs> uh, well, there you go. I think that the next biggest announcement, uh, obviously going right from the front of the direct right to the back, but they certainly saved uh, the big guns for last, Splatoon 3. Allison, I don't, are you a Splatoon fan? Have you ever played Splatoon? Um, no, but I do have a few friends that love Splatoon, like Locke and Rachel. They are super big Splatoon fans, so I figure... I haven't asked them or talked to them about it yet, but I figure they're super excited about it. It looks good. I think it looks interesting and kind of uh, fun. I don't think I'll play it, but I like the look of it. The visuals are nice. That, yeah, that's fair. Um, I, I really like Splatoon, actually, and I'm not really like a like a shooter, multiplayer kind of a gamer, but I, I think that Splatoon is, like, really, really... It's just, like, really charming. It's got, like, such a cool style. The music is so, like... It's just got such style, is the word I keep coming yeah. back to. I'm really excited to play Splatoon 3. Um, it, and you know what? It's been deceptively a long time because I was thinking, like, oh, like, Splatoon 2 didn't even happen that long ago. But I was thinking, and I'm like, okay, well, Splatoon, the first one came out in 2015 and then the sequel came out two years later on the switch and that was 2017 and i'm like man by the time that this comes out it's gonna be like five years like that is actually a pretty oh, long wow. time and i'm glad yeah. that we're getting a new splatoon yeah that is cool that is a little deceptively long because yeah, i also was just thinking like didn't splatoon 2 just come out it's kind of weird how the switch has done that to me where i'm thinking didn't this game just come out and then i'm like no it came out in 2017 like <laughs> Which is a long time ago, actually. <laughs> I mean, we're going to be celebrating Breath of the Wild's five, or, uh, sorry, four-year anniversary here. You know, That's in, in six years, we're going to have Breath of the Wild HD. Oh my god, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to remake a Breath of the Wild. I think it's perfect as it is. <laughs> oh, man. Um, 
yeah, so I, I'm pretty excited to play Splatoon. It's like, uh, it's it's really fun, and you know what? The Splatoon 2 had this uh, bit of DLC called the Octo Expansion, and it's actually basically just a platformer. It's not like, I mean, obviously you're shooting and stuff like that, but it's very much single-player focused, and like, that was so fun. I had such a fun time with that, so I'm I'm really hoping that they lean into that in Splatoon 3, because like, I, I'm absolutely dreadful playing multiplayer like I, I get smoked by anybody that wants to play me so i just like doing my own thing and being bad by myself in single player so yeah <laughs> i'm excited for this one Fair um, enough. before before i move on down the list al anything else stick out to you um from beyond your list not really i mean there's a lot of games that they announced that i'm just kind of like uh maybe i'll get it like fall guys i've heard it's fun um, but I've never played it. Outer Wilds looks like an interesting kind of mind trip game. Um, other than that, oh, Super Mario items in Animal Crossing. I know that you're not really a fan of Animal Crossing, but I thought those looked super cute. And I get everything that comes in Animal Crossing because it's all free. So <laughs> I'll definitely be getting that and having fun with that. And um, other than that, everything else is kind of like stuff that I probably wouldn't care about i thought the ninja gaiden announcement was kind of cool because that was nostalgic for me the music was good it reminded me of my brothers playing that game all the time and that's it aside from the other stuff we're about to talk about all right well i am absolutely beyond excited to talk about project triangle strategy what an incredible name what a name for a video game I love how they're like, they did this with Octopath Traveler too. They're like, working title. I'm like, no, it's not. You know that's going to be your title because it's a bomb title. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's good. I, I, I could just like see this, this room of executives and they're just like, okay, our last game was named Octopath Traveler. How could we make our next game sound even more ludicrous? <laughs> 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 I've got it. Project Triangle Strategy. I love it, though. So, They're, like, yeah, crazy. It's but amazing. I, it's, like, literal, but I, I love it. Uh, this looks really, really fun, actually. It has the same beautiful art style of Octopath Traveler, but instead of, like, kind of your classic uh, SNES JRPG, this this looks more like it's kind of, like, got the, the Final Fantasy Tactics vibes to it or the Fire Emblem vibes to it. So I'm, yes. like, really, really jazzed about this. Um, it's got, it's got a demo right now on the eShop too. I haven't checked it out, but I'm really, uh, and I don't think I'm going to, I think I'm just going to buy the game, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm like super stoked about this. Actually, this was low key. One of the high points of the direct for me. Yeah. Same. Actually, I was super excited when I saw it. Um, I really, really, really liked Octopath Traveler. Elio, our friend Elio, she gifted it to me. So that was really cool. It's got really good music. The voice acting is so good for the like format of game that it is which i just think is awesome um so as soon as i saw it i was just like oh this is gonna be so good i'm so excited because i could already tell they had the same level of voice acting into it um the art style is the same but it made me think of uh three houses actually the strategy because i don't play a lot of strategy games so that's the only one i could think of but i was just like yeah it's like mixing octopath traveler with three houses and i'm gonna get this awesome game so i'm super excited about it too yeah i, I think that this looks great um it, it is a little bit further away this is another yeah one that releases in 2022 versus the uh you know the six month window that they had said but I think that that's okay, and they did have the demo available, so I, I think that that's okay to show it off here. I'm excited about this. Yeah. Um, let's let's keep on going down the list here, Al. Uh, I just picked out a few ones that I was kind of interested in. Um, next one is obvious. Mario Golf is coming back for the first time in like God, two decades or or something like that. It's been a <laughs> long time since we had a Mario Golf game. Uh, so Mario Golf Super Rush is coming out June 25th. This looks kind of cool. You know, I was never really uh, a Mario sports kind of guy. Um, but I don't know. I played Golf Story on the on the Switch, and it was fantastic. So maybe maybe I'll give this a shot. If I'm being honest, I probably won't. But I'm, I'm glad that it's there because I know a lot of people were pretty excited about this. Yeah, um, I didn't know that Mario Golf was a thing. <laughs> I guess probably because it's been so long since the last game came out. 
Um, I I like the colors. I think it's very vibrant, like typical Mario 3D kind of look to it and feel to it. Um, I, I don't really care about golf. I did kind of like the the idea of the story mode where you could bring in your me and your me is who you play as and I and mm. you get to interact with the Mario characters. Like if I were to get that game, that's the part that I'd probably play um the most cuz it just seems it just seems more like I'm being, you know, warped into this world and playing golf with Mario people, which is kind of cool. So, but I'm also kind of like you where I'm like if I'm honest, I might not get it. Yeah, you know what? I always thought that it was funny that Nintendo like kept on making Mario tennis games, but they dropped Mario Golf. That always mm-hmm. seemed weird to me. I, I like I said, I didn't even know Mario Golf was a thing. Sometimes I like hear something about Mario, and I'm like, oh, that's neat. I didn't know that was a thing in the past. But I'm also not super involved with the Mario world um, as far as like my involvement with Nintendo goes. So. Like, it's a pleasant surprise. Will I get it? Probably not. If I'm at a friend's and they have it and we're playing, cool. Yeah, I'll probably play. Yeah, it's, uh, you know what's funny, actually, is Mario Golf for the Game Boy Color is, like, regarded as one of the best handheld games ever. Like, it's got a 10 out of 10 rating from IGN. It's, It's got, like, an insane, like, score from everywhere. And it's like, really? Like, Mario Golf on, on the Game Boy Color? Like, Weird. really? Yeah. So you know what? I'm I'm excited for the people that are excited for this. I think yeah. that uh, you know, good good for them. And uh hey, why not, right? Like it's you know what the Switch is really good at doing is like it's bringing back all of this classic these classic franchises like like we haven't had Mario Golf in like 20 years. We haven't had Pokémon Snap in like 20 years. We, you know, it's been a long time for all of this stuff. So, you know, I think that that's cool if nothing else. Yeah, I agree. And it's a good way to get like we were saying with Breath of the Wild doing this for the Zelda series, it's a good way to get, you know, new um, fans into, uh, you know, the Nintendo world in general. It's just the Switch yeah. has been a very good system get pushing uh, Nintendo's business agenda because I can't say that for the Wii U or the Wii. Uh, they were they didn't do too well in that area. The Switch is doing pretty all right. Yeah, that that would be an understatement about the Wii U. <laughs> um, all right, let's let's keep going. One thing that actually looked kind of cool to me was Famicom Detective Club. This like this like seemed like the right blend of like kind of cheesy but intriguing, but over the top, but like suspenseful mystery to me. Where I was like, you know what? I think I could see myself checking this out. Uh, it reminded me a lot of like Phoenix Wright, and I love me some Phoenix Wright. Uh, I, and I love me a good murder mystery. So I was like, okay, you know what? I, I think if the price is right, I would, uh, I would jump on this. So I don't think that they actually did say, uh, what the price was or even when the release was actually, but I don't know. I I thought that this looked kind of cool. Yeah. Um, these games, they're sometimes like a hit and miss for me, uh, as far as like, I I don't know. It's like a a narrative kind of game where you're not really moving around too much you're more just like experiencing a story and yeah if the story's good like awesome i do like those kind of games because but sometimes they can be a little bit boring you know if the story is kind of just like lackluster because you're just staring there at a character watching them talk so it it'll depend i think maybe i'll try one of them and if i like one of them i'll get the second because there's two releases there's the the um the original version that was came out a long time ago and then i guess there's a newer one they're making as far as i understand so yeah if i like one of them i'll probably try the other one uh i agree actually you kind of nailed it like these games are only as good as the story is and the characters are which is why phoenix Wright is kind of like so uh, like i just love phoenix Wright the character i think those games are so funny and so well written so like (laughs) i I really love them but uh yeah i i was kind of interested in in this game um, one of the games that stuck out to me, however, for the wrong reason, was Monster Hunter Rise. Allison, this was in the middle of the direct, and we hadn't had any news of consequence so far. Like, Zelda hadn't been announced, Splatoon hadn't been announced, the only thing we'd got was a Smash character. And Nintendo spent, like, forever, forever talking about Monster Hunter Rise, and I was like, Oh my god, this does not look like my kind of game. This looks like so over the top anime to me. 
which is funny because I was just talking about how I thought <laughs> Detective Club looked good, but this one <laughs> was not doing it for me at all. Um, I don't know. I was I was not feeling this, and this one really stuck out to me. I don't know. What about you? I, you know, I was thinking while I was watching it, didn't we just get a Monster Hunter game, or was yeah. that was that a different? Or was that the same game that they just announced again? I don't know. Oh, actually, you know what? No, we we did have Monster Hunter Rise announced in the... Um, it was some kind of, like, partner direct or something okay. like that. Like, one of those weird directs. That's but what they, I thought. they spent forever on Monster Hunter Rise there, too. <laughs> yeah, so I was just kind of, like, seeing it, and I was like, didn't we just have one? But then I realized maybe it's the same game being announced again. But... I've never been a huge person in the Monster Hunter franchise. Um, my friend tried to get me to play, I think it was three. I don't know. I have no idea. They all blend together for me. And I didn't like it. Um, so just seeing it, I was just like, you know, there is a huge, uh, you know, uh, fandom for Monster Hunter. So I'm excited for them. I think the only thing that really got me excited was the Switch. Monster Hunter Switch it looked really cool. Like, I'm not going to buy it. But if I were coming into the Switch and I wanted to get a, a kind of fancy version instead of this regular original that one looks really cool yeah yeah i don't know i was oh god it, maybe it was just because like you know when you're watching a direct and they they tell you how long they're gonna be right so like when it's like half over and you're like oh god i haven't seen anything that i want yet like we, get to the good stuff yeah uh, i think i was having that little bit of anxiety because i was like okay uh, next 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 like play the oscar music let's get monster hunter out of here you know what another game this is funny too because you told me about it before i watched the direct but another game they spent a good chunk of time on that i had no business being spent a good chunk of time on was the um the dc supergirl oh god <laughs> like why dc superhero girls teen power <laughs> it's now so oh, okay I I am I I fully get and I and I fully accept that there are probably some like children out there that this game is for them and this right. is for parents with younger children and it's this is probably a game full of like positive reinforcement and stuff like that but like what is this doing in the middle of a Nintendo Direct come on it was our first of... Nintendo Direct in 500 days <laughs> It was kind of odd the games they selected to have more screen time than others because they had those sections where they were just kind of like fastballing through some games and they're like, look, it's what's coming to the Switch. It's great. And you would think that the Supergirls, I keep forgetting the name, would have been like one of those games, but they spent a good chunk of time on it, just like Monster, uh, Monster Hunters. And I was just like, what? <laughs> Why am I watching this? And it does look cute. And if I had a little niece or whatever, in, or nephew or whoever wanted to play it, I would be like, oh, look, that's a game that my niece or nephew would want to play. But I don't. So I was like, okay, move on. <laughs> totally. Like, the, I'm, I'm sure that this is a fine video game for what it is intended to be. But, like, you gotta know, you gotta pick your place, you know? Right. Like, know your audience. <laughs> know your audience. I, I don't think anybody was just like, oh, yeah, it's DC Superhero Girls Teen Power. I've been waiting for this. <laughs> How do you have the name uh, memorized? I keep which, mixing them up. Speaking, speaking of know your audience, uh, and maybe I'm wrong about this, so everybody let me know if I am, but they had a trailer for this game called Knockout City, and it's like this dodgeball multiplayer game, and apparently oh. it was a trending game for a little bit. And I, I'm watching this as a Nintendo fan, and I'm like, I don't know what this is. I don't know why there's like football players or like army people talking to me. This looks ridiculous, but the trailer went on and on and on, and it was like, holy cow. It kind of um, gave me, like, Wreck-It Ralph vibes, where you get to, like, know these characters. They, like, were in an interview, and you're kind of getting to know the typical video game characters, and they're like, yeah, we're going to be put into this, like, dodgeball slash Splatoon slash shooter, whatever kind of game. And I thought it was cute. Like, it was a cute trailer, but you're right. For Nintendo, it was kind of weird. I feel like the the female commando there, like, literally was from Wreck-It Ralph, wasn't she? Right. <laughs> I was thinking that um, she, it wasn't the same person, but I was thinking that a little bit. Um, oh, the music man. was bomb in that trailer, though, too. Like, the, there was just so much good music in this. And, like, I don't care about this game at all, but I was super, like, pumped jazzing with it while it was on. And I was, so I was just like, yeah, this can have some screen time because it's getting me hyped for the next thing that I want to see. I, you know what? 
I think, so hold on. Did you know the announcements before you actually watched the direct? No, I didn't know all of them. I knew a few. Just because... You mean like Skyward Sword and stuff, right? Yeah. Before? Okay. Yeah. I, I feel like that maybe helped you because when I'm watching it, I'm like, okay, oh my God, like we only got like 10 minutes left here. Like, give me something good. So I feel like it's more bearable if you know that at least you have something good coming. But dude, oh, I was, fair. I was fair watching enough. it. I was just like, oh God, like, come on, we got to go here. We only got like eight minutes. I don't <laughs> care about Knockout City. <laughs> It's fair enough. But like I said earlier, they, they it had to be a business move versus, you know, let's give the Zelda oh, yeah. fans what they want for the anniversary. They ha- they haven't had a direct in 500 days. They needed to probably set themselves up for later this year just in case like anything else happens this year. So they did that and I think they did a good job. But I see your point that because I knew Skyward Sword HD I had already seen it and I knew it was coming. I I was jazzed about the rest even though I didn't care. I was just like getting a little bit antsy at this point because I was I was just like give me something man give me something <laughs> uh, but you know what we we did you know we did get all that stuff that uh, that we wanted um, Allison I'm gonna put you on the spot Ooh. if you had to grade the first Nintendo Direct in 500 days what grade would you give it I would give it an A I thought it was really good I. Like I keep saying this whole t- this whole show is that I didn't care about anything other than you know the Zelda stuff and like uh, Triangle. I w- I don't know why I can't remember names ever, but um, uh, Project but, Triangle Strategy. I can't but, remember that either. Don't feel but, bad. You're not thank alone. You. <laughs> you know, like there were just a few things that I was super super excited about, like freaking jump out of my seat, just so stoked. The rest, I was like, eh, maybe to no, I probably won't get that. But I feel like they kept the hype up. They had the music uh, changing, going, flowing, keeping you um, jazzed. And I just think that they did a really good job coming back after so, so long. Uh, yeah, I don't disagree. I think I'd give it a B. Maybe, uh, you know what? Maybe a B plus, actually. I'll, I'll give it a B plus. Um, it, it definitely dragged at times for for me like uh particularly in the middle um but you know what they ended it with a bang they had uh skyward sword they had splatoon uh the the smash was cool and and some of the titles that we mentioned were cool as well i feel like this could have been a really crisp like 30 minute direct instead but hey I, i mean like just because i'm not into these games doesn't mean that you know there's someone out there that is so i'm i'm glad for the person that's just like really excited about knockback or whatever it's called coming to switch so yeah i think i'd give <laughs> it a b plus city. yeah knockout city what did i call it knockback knockback <laughs> oh boy <laughs> they announced so much stuff though like i had to write all the names down because i couldn't i couldn't keep them all in my head well there you go um all right any any uh final thoughts about the nintendo direct you want to uh you want to say before we get on out of here al I just want to thank Nintendo for giving me an extra week with Oracle of Seasons. That's all I want to say. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Thanks, Nintendo. Waiting till the night, literally the night before I finished it, cramming it in is when they announced the direct. (laughs) Love it. Thanks so much. Um, Well, we are going to be back next week, finally covering the, um, the dungeons of Oracle of Seasons. Spoiler, a lot of them are really great. So definitely want to come and check that out. And you know what? Go to ZeldaDungeon.net. We've got a ton of great content just just featuring all of the all of the Oracle games right now. Um, it's it's Oracle Week over on the site, so there's a ton of great editorials, daily debates, you name it, it's there. And um, yeah, I mean, I guess that's it. That's all. We're we're gonna get out of here. Uh, we're still riding the high from the Nintendo Direct, and I don't think we'll have to wait long for more news. So until then. We are going to get out of here. Uh, check us out over on Twitter. I am at Spateri316, and Allison is at Allison Aletha. Uh, and, of course, we want you to check out the Champions cast over on Podbean, iTunes, uh, Apple Pods, wherever you get your podcasts. Go like and subscribe. Tell that Zelda fan in your life where they can get their Zelda fix. And until next week, we will see you then when we cover the dungeons of Oracle of Seasons. Take care.